Ladies, if you go up to your man and you say, babe, I think I want to be with another woman and he get pissed off and cuss you out, your man is gay. And if you say, babe, I think I want to be with another woman and he start cheesing and get too excited, your man is cheating. But if you say, babe, I think I want to be with a woman. And he look at you sideways. And in a cool voice, he say, are you sure? You want to talk about it? Your man is ready for some crowd participation. Either way, you cool with us. And we still don't think you are gay. Uh, uh. uh this next segment might be offensive. I'm just saying. Proceed with caution. So like, yeah, I'm sitting here at work, outside, about to go to lunch, and I see this dude pull by. He driving by, circling the parking lot, looking for a parking space, right? Full beard. Joan on point. And I'm not going to say pause because I'm going to tell you why. So dude driving by with this vicious beard. Joan look mean. Like, why are you looking at this dude's beard? Joan look tough. I can barely even connect. My jaw will not connect with my sideburns. And the, and the bottom by my chin will barely even connect with the, with the hair that go to my lips. I'm trying to grow something, man. I'm trying to get my joint on point like that. And I'm wondering why. Yeah, I could blame my father, but I won't. If God wanted me to have a full beard, he would bless me with one. Huh? Because the Bible says what God has for me, it is for me. And I guess a beard ain't for me. So I just get mines the way that I got mines. Anyway, let me get back to this dude that's circling the block looking for a parking space with the nice beard. So yeah, he riding in his Jeep. I'm sitting right here, about to pull off. Didn't I didn't cut on the car yet because I wanted to check anchor and all that. And my issue is this brother, white guy, five years ago, was a white lady. Huh? White lady, smooth skin, white lady, black hair, white lady, no beard, white lady, titties, no chest. But now you got a full beard and you just gonna throw it in my face? I've been trying to grow one since adulthood. But because you feel like you were born to be a man when you was in actuality born to be a woman, you decided to take whatever measures you need to take to become that man that you feel you are. All respect to you, I'm not saying you're not. Just saying it's unfair. That whatever the doctor gave you, 
also blessed you with a full beard that I can't get. That's why I won't say pause. Because I would. You know, in my hyper masculinity voice, the way my, my wife always say that's hyper masculinity because of the way I'm always talking when I'm referring to other men, blah, 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 when they spoke to But I won't do that with you. Because in my mind, my eyes, naturally, you're a woman. Now, if I'm speaking to you or speaking to other people, referencing you when they know who you are, yeah, I will show you the respect to, yeah, she. Or, I mean, I'm sorry, no, no longer she. Five years ago, you, you dead that. He. It would be he. But I'm talking to my people right now. My people who are listening to the podcast. What's up, people? Thank you all for tuning in. This is Van with likes, follows, and retweets. And all I want in life is to grow me a beard. And I don't want to have to take hormones to do it. That's all. Just want me a beard. Just want me a beard. This next segment is inspiring and encouraging. But it's good. Try it out. You'll see. Alright, just for a moment. Wanted to wrap to y'all about something. There's been a theme I'm starting to see from a lot of people who have ventures or hobbies or something going on where they need the support of others in order to do great or in order to succeed, period. Um, Because most times, if you have a business venture, uh, you can't be the employer and the customer at the same time and, and expect to be successful. So, rightfully so, I mean, most people are depending on those people that they already know to support them. It's something like how a church is run. In order for the doors of a church to stay open, there has to be something called tithes and offerings. Yes, it's biblical also, but it's also just simply common sense. If a building has to be purchased or rented out in order to introduce people to God, teach them the word of God, um, help people lives, feed people both spiritually and physically, because most times you have like a kitchen or you have like a a pot of money for those people that come through the doors and just don't have, need their rent paid, need some food, stuff like that. Because the church is supposed to be the hospital. The church is supposed to be your refuse, um, your backup in the event that life is not giving you what you need in order for your family to survive or in order for you to be 
um, mentally capable of going on throughout your work day. That's what churches are for. So, and obviously to save souls and introduce you to Jesus and all this other stuff. But I'm getting down to brass tacks. If you rent out a building or you purchase a building, that building has to be paid for. You have the mortgage. That's just so you can have the property itself. Then you have utilities. You have the lights. You have the heat. Uh, in the summer, you need AC, um, air conditioning, all these other things. Well, in order for those bills to be paid, you have to have tithes and offerings. Most people don't know that churches are nonprofit businesses. If it's not for profit, that means a whole bunch of things. One of the main things I mean is they're not getting a whole bunch of money and, and just putting it in their pockets. Like most people look at passes and be like, oh, he's not getting rich on my dime. He ain't going to be riding no bins off of my ties and offerings and all this stuff. Yeah, I'm not saying that they don't do that some places, but most churches, trust me, I come from church. <laughs> I know a little bit about the church. Most pastors are paying those bills with the money of their main job, their main source of income. Because most pastors, the people that are responsible for that church, the shepherd, the under shepherd of that church, he has a full time job. And with that money from that full time job, he funds that church. Then with the tithes and offerings that helps keep the business, um, keep the nonprofit business open. The money is supposed to circulate the same way the super woke people say that the money is supposed to circulate throughout our communities. And we need to stop spending money in the white communities and keep the money in the black community so it can constantly circulate and help us out open schools and all this other stuff. That's what a church is supposed to do. It's supposed to be that community so that you can be able to do that. But and in order to do that, um, the saints, the members have to pitch in. They have to pitch in. And the way that they pitch in is by service, volunteering their time and by money, tithes and offerings. If you don't have tithes and offerings, that non-for-profit business will not run. People's lives will not change. No one will receive the help that they need. And so that most people understand, it's not only the members that benefit monetarily. It's anyone that walks through that door that needs the assistance. If the pastor has the money, most times the pastor will not turn that person away. It's just, it just is what it is. I've seen some of the most grimiest pastors, most stingiest pastors still be like, man, look, 
right, you need something to eat? All right, cool. I ain't I ain't going to break the bank with you, but I'll I give you something I can feed y'all tonight. I'll give y'all something. If they ain't got it, reach out to the deacons. Deacons, y'all got something. Because most times what people don't understand is the church needs absolute support from everyone. But just like any business, until it blows up and becomes self-sufficient, it's just running itself. Everybody already knows about it. You don't even have to bring a whole, um, do a whole bunch of ads to bring people out there. It just fills itself up. Now you want, now you're going from one struggle service where you can barely fill the pews to four services where you having a hard time getting people out of the daggone parking lot fast enough in the, in the 8 o'clock service because you need to get people in there for the 10 o'clock service, then the 12 o'clock service, then the 2 o'clock service. But people need to understand something. Most times, within like the first five to maybe ten years, in most churches, they not making any profits. Whenever they have an event, it's new money that's financing that event. Whenever a pastor comes to preach at that church from outside of the, the state or from another church and you want to give that pastor a love offering, it's not like the church has a bank in the inside of it. I mean, have uh, have like a, a big old vault that's stacked full of cash that says tithes and offerings. No, they got to raise an offering up right then and there. And most times the offering that's raised... <laughs> Wow. I mean, it's like a standard. The standard is to give the to give the visiting pastor like two fifty, two hundred dollars for his time for coming all the way out there preaching. And it's like a blessing to him and his family. Like some pastors actually um, that's all they do. So. When they raise that money after the service, after the passing and preach, they raise like probably. <laughs> <laughs> like $73 <laughs> among the whole church. And guess who comes out of their pocket to pay the visiting pastor? Yep, you guessed it. The person who started the church, the pastor. Where am I going with this? There's always a faithful few that's doing everything. When you do your podcast, there's going to be a faithful few that check your podcast. There's going to be a faithful few that shares your podcast. There's going to be a faithful few that comment on your podcast. There's going to be a faithful few that give you feedbacks. There's going to be a faithful few that brings it up in conversation. But we can we look at the whole thing and we're dumbfounded. Because of this artificial world that we have around us, that we're actually believing. That artificial world is social media, where you have a thousand people following you, 1,500 people following you, 700 people following you. And you're thinking, I will at least have the ears and the eyes of half of them. 
Matter of fact, I'll be cool with 10% of them. I got If I got 700 followers and I get 10% of them just to check me out every day, just to support it, that's your support. Your support takes absolutely no money. It's free. You're already online. I just want you to check it out. And I just want 10% of y'all to do it. That's 70 people. 70 people. But guess what? The reality is, you'll be hard-pressed to get 1% of your followers to actually check you out. Where am I going with this? Where I'm going with this is, be patient. Be patient. Don't give up. Believe in yourself first. All right. Believe in yourself first. And don't be so pressed for new friends. Don't be so pressed for new support. The people you want on your team are the people who want to be on your team. You don't want to have to sales pitch anybody into your circle. You don't want to have to coerce anyone into doing something that they don't want to do. Yeah, put yourself out there. I'm not saying don't put yourself out there. Do ads and do your own form of broke commercials, which would be a post here and there saying, hey, check me out. You know, I'm over here and uh, download this, that, and the other, and I appreciate your support. Thank you. But what I don't want you to do is be like, how come ain't nobody supporting me? Oh, y'all gonna wait until I'm rich and then y'all gonna want me uh, want to support me? I'm about to start deleting people who ain't supporting me. Nah, man, don't do that. Don't do that. I want you to understand that at the end of the day, and I really don't trust anybody who started a conversation off with at the end of the day because they're about to lie, but I'm not about to lie. You can trust me. You can trust me. Just listen to me right quick. At the end of the day, this is your thing. This is your um, new venture. As a matter of fact, it's not even your passion yet. You're not going to find out whether or not it's a passion until you've done it for a long time, until you've gone through something, until you see that people ain't showing you no support, but you're still going at it consistently with the same energy and the same vigor that you had from day one. That consistency will be what encourages other people to want to be a part of what you're a part of. Anybody who understands business know that within the first five years of any new business, and I'm just saying it, I'll, I'll just pretend that we have a business that monetizes. Most of us do not at the moment, but it can grow into that. You need to believe that. But where am I going with this? The first five years of any new business loses money before it starts to gain money. And these are businesses that people actually put money into, invested into, 
took loans out in order to start. And they're not seeing any profit until like their third, fourth, fifth year. I ain't saying waste your time and keep doing something that suck and is not growing. Nah, you need to pay close attention to your business just like you pay close attention to your family. You pay close attention to your body and your health. You need to do that. If it's not growing, do something different. Keep the meat of it, but you need to do something different. Advertise it different. Talk about it different. Approach it differently. Change your tone. You know, do something differently. I mean, you don't want to do it. That'd just be dumb right there to be doing something that's not clicking for years and years and years. And you just, at that point, it's just a hobby. If that's your, if that's your thing, hey, do that. But I'm talking mostly to the people who are looking to grow and monetize. Off of anything you're doing. I'm not specifically talking about podcasting. I'm talking about anything. I'm talking about if you got a business selling clothes, selling bags, selling jewelry, doing travel agency. Um, you in a Amway style of, of what, what do you call them type of um, businesses where people, oh, I signed this person up, then they signed 10 people up, then they signed 10 people up. If you're a part of that, hey, I ain't knocking it. If you're going to make some money doing it, hey, do your thing. Do your thing, man. But I'm just saying, stay consistent. I talk to my son about this all the time. I know this is not one of my funny posts. I apologize. But sometimes I can just be serious and just run my mouth. But I talk to my son about this all the time because he plays sports. And I tell him that in order to get something, you need to be persistent. Chase after it. Go get it. In order to keep something, you need to be consistent. That means stay at it. Like you need to have a pattern of positive energy. Keep chasing it. Don't give up. So what? They're not checking your stuff. They will. I'm seeing growth on this little thing already. And, oh my gracious, and I'm getting so much feedback and seeing other ways to attack it by simply communicating with other people who do it in a different way. Shout out to the How How Married Are You podcast. Shout out to the Six Man podcast. These people and other people out there are showing me different ways to do it. Shout out to my support. Live, love, laugh. Dr. Don T. Grown Up Eruptions. All these are podcasts. I mean, seriously, man, just keep at it. Don't start complaining about people not showing you no support. Chase after your thing. Get it going. Get it the way you want it. Perfect it. And that's when you want all the support to come in. Because when they do come, you want the food to be ready. You want to present them with a meal that they can eat and want to come back for. You do not want to have a whole building full of people, a whole room full of people 
ready to eat and you like, hold on, uh, um, something wrong with the stove. I'm still trying to start it up. All right, I sent my daughter to go get the chicken. She be back in a little bit. Y'all just sit down, though. Make yourselves comfortable. Um, uh, let me see if I can get y'all something to drink or something. That's sloppy business. That's sloppy business. So you want people to give you time to get ready. Seriously, that's how I look at it. You want people to give you time to be ready. Don't rush the process. You're going to get yours. But you got to believe in yourself more than other people believe in you. I have people that believe in me. But guess what I don't have? I don't have people that believe in me more than I believe in me. I have people who love me. But I don't have people who love me more than I love me. I have people who think I'm hilarious. But I don't have people who think I'm more hilarious than I think I'm hilarious. I think I'm funny as hell. My wife even said, a lot of the times, it seems like I'm trying to just do things to entertain myself. Guess what? Unfortunately, that's where I am right now. Because I entertain the hell out of myself. But I think I'm a part of the masses in the general population who know a little bit about comedy. Who know a little bit about entertaining. Who know a little bit about what the people want to hear. And if I like it. Yeah it's partially biased. Because I'm liking myself. But hey it is what it is. I'm loving myself Slim. And one day. I believe others will as well. And that's where I need y'all to be. Thanks for sticking. Thanks for sticking with me in this serious segment of the post. It will get more loose in a little bit. This is Van with likes, follows, and retweets. Holla at me. Yo, thank y'all for tuning in again to Life's Follows and Retweets. Um, I greatly appreciate it. Um, sometime. When you have a moment, leave a voice message and I'll add your uh, your message to the podcast. Try to do it in a nice, quiet place. Keep it cool. Keep it sexy. Keep it funny. Keep it ridiculous. Keep it true. Keep it whatever. Over here, we have fun, Slim. Yeah, I'm Van. Later. Hey, what's up, y'all? Y'all remember on Little Rascals when Buckwheat was on there talking about I got two pickles, I got two pickles, I got two pickles today. Okay, the five food pickles, I got two pickles. Y'all remember that part? When they was real, real small, little kids? It was the remake of the Little Rascals. Not the first joint, but it was the remake of the Little Rascals. That joint was nice. The reason why I bring that up is because I got feedback, I got feedback, I got feedback today. Okay. I'm excited about that. Only because people ain't got to take time out of their day to listen to my podcast. Seriously, I'm still trying to find my footing. I'm trying to find out where I'm going and how I'm going to do this and how long it's going to be and how I'm going to put it out there and all this other stuff and how I'm going to creatively add to it and take away from it and, and 
take constructive criticism when I'm thinking I'm doing something great, but someone else out there be like, oh, man, that's whack, and blah, blah, blah. I appreciate all feedback. But most importantly, I appreciate people taking the 20 minutes out of the day to listen to my 20-minute podcast or 30 minutes out of the day to listen to my 30-minute joints or taking an hour or two to listen to a few of them. I got feedback today, and I'm excited, man. First, Kuzo Damo, Nico Smith, reached out to me and gave me some information, man. And I don't know if you're listening to this joint again, but thank you, man. I really appreciate the information you gave me. Um, you know, there's, there's many people out there who opinions and, um, and, and feedback I really respect. Um, I didn't know that you were checking out my joint, man, but Paul's. But I appreciate the fact you did and the information you gave me. I would definitely use it and keep pushing, and I will execute. Thank you very much, sir. Also, I got a caller. What's up, caller? Hey, my brother. What's up? Yeah, I really enjoyed your episode. It's like you can read my mind. Everything that you've said, I'm just speechless because you think the way I think. I don't know if we're the same zodiac sign or what, but I'm a Leo. And the way you speak, you sound very organized, very productive. You're a believer. You pray about whatever it is that you would like to happen and honestly that episode is gold for real you need to expand on that episode it is amazing you think the way I think it's crazy (laughs) have a good day you are really funny though for real bruh um I don't know how many times you sound just like me Like, my mom, I'll be talking to my mother, my sister, my brother, a friend, whatever. And I'm being serious, but they think it's funny. That's what you and me have in common. We talking about the real stuff, what's really going down, and people think it's funny. Maybe they're agreeing with us. Maybe that's why they're giggling. Because many of the time when I was in school, I was in a sociology class, and the lady asked me why I was always laughing when she was talking. And I'm like, I'm agreeing with you. That's why I'm laughing. But, yeah, so that episode is gold, bruh, for real. You need to expand on that episode. I don't know how, but you got to expand. That information is gold. 